You're tuned in the real talk with the 18th district. In the real talk with the 18th district. Okay. All right, does this mean we're on? All right, we are on. It is Friday, the 22nd of May. I have Officer Bachman and Officer Harris. Yo, yo, yo. They can still sing better than me. They look better than me. <laughs> Officer Harris's hair looks better than me. But today we have a special guest. She came from all the way down the other end of the hallway. <laughs> Her name is Sharon Johnson. Those of you that work in the district or, or live in the district in West Philadelphia, you probably know her as Sergeant Johnson. So welcome, Sergeant Johnson. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> the you. podcast. Um, I'll just be real simple. Sergeant Johnson runs the district. There is no other way to put it. Uh, this district would not run... Without you, Sarge. So now the whole world is going to know what we know every day, right? Yes, yes, All yes, right. Yes. So we do have a few questions for you. I think it's good for the rest of the world or the people that follow us to get introduced to what goes on here and all the different diverse groups of people that help make it up. So, Sarge, what's your position here? Let's start with that. So I'm the 18th District Administrative Sergeant. Um, I see to it that training is filled. Uh that the 18th district building just runs. So uh, I have many hats that I wear and uh, a lot of responsibilities that come with my position, but I won't be able to do it without the awesome captain, lieutenant, uh, officers that I have to, to help me get through running the district and running it properly. And I think two of the officers, Officer Bachman and Harris, definitely, yes, 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 you yes, probably yes. work with more than anybody, right? Yes, yes. I mean, we talked about this before, but Justin, just remind everybody what your position really entails here. Um, crime prevention officer. So, uh, my, guess my task, my duty is to discover trends uh, based off the criminal intelligence officer's findings mm -hmm. and provide those trends to not only the public, but to officers and our command staff. So that to keep that total situational awareness for the civilians, our community members, and for our top four, essentially the captain. And and I'm asking these these questions for a reason because what they do, Sergeant Johnson does. So Officer Bachman, remind us all what you do. So the community um, relations officer, I am in charge of bringing people together and also um, putting together events that can help the community grow with the police instead of um, bridging the gap, I will say, in, okay. a, in a nutshell. Um, Sarge, how long have you been with the department? This is a two-part question. How long have you been with the department? Where have you worked? Because you have some pretty interesting, you have a very diverse background. I mean, you were on the street, you did your thing. So how long have you been with the department? Where have you worked? And how has that prepared you for where you are now? Okay, um, I had 13 years on a job. I started out uh, as a police officer in the 17th district, uh, I was in the 17th district and five squad tactical. Um, so just remind everybody, where's the 17th at? 17th is, uh, 1201 federal street, Grace Ferry area. Uh, I patrolled the 17th for approximately seven and a half years. And then, um, I always had a plan and I try to stick to my plan. I always wanted to get the citywide vice, but I also wanted to be in five squad and I made it to five squad tactical. I uh, worked in five squad tactical for approximately two years uh, before I went on to uh, City Wild Vice. Um, I worked with some of the greatest police officers. 
locked some of the most violent guys up. Uh, so I always wanted to get the five squad. I got there, then I always wanted to get the citywide vice. I went the citywide vice. I ended the next issue undercover capacity. I spent uh, approximately maybe a little over two years in citywide vice. I was actually an undercover officer as um, a decoy, rather, more or less, for as a prostitute. Our job consisted of, uh, you know, uh, arresting some of the most violent uh, offenders. Uh, you know, um, we 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 kind of more or less was guided by prostitution, uh, trying to take different individuals off the street uh, who were dangerous uh, out there. Um, we did uh, illegal speakeasies. We dealt with, like, a lot of quality of life issues, uh, but it was more geared towards... Uh, prostitution more or less so um i always wanted to get the vice i got there and then i always wanted to make sergeant so that was part of my plan i started studying because uh i mean vice was just uh very fun but you learned a lot uh job part of my career everything has been learning in my career but vice really really uh, taught me a lot of dynamics with the police department so i studied uh studied for 13 months and then i was promoted to sergeant so like i said with my plan and me and the captain discusses it a lot having a plan and, uh, you know, being a supervisor now, uh, you know, you have your challenging days. Yeah, they're sitting, right, they're sitting right next to us. <laughs> I don't think we're ever a you know what I mean? for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we are the least. A blessing, yeah, a challenging blessing. <laughs> and, and being a, you know, being a supervisor, you know, you have your challenging days. Uh, you know, you, you like, for example, uh, I have approximately 20 police officers that I'm responsible for. So that means that's 20 personalities that I deal with on a regular basis. Everybody has personalities. You know, you have to adapt. You know, you get to learn everyone for who they are. You know, and being a supervisor makes you stronger. You know, you have to remember you are a leader. We're all leaders. But you have 20 officers that's under me that, you know, I have to, you know, different responsibilities. So, you know, if officers come to me for different things, you know, it's my responsibility to make sure that, you know, if, I, if they have questions that I'm answering them. Make sure, you know, pretty much all the, all, if we can, if we can accommodate more or less, you know, I do, you know, try to do that because we all have a stressful job and, you know, I depend on you, you know, officers like you guys depend on me. So I try to. And I think I have to say this, besides legitimately running the district, the administrative aspect of it, the things that I just, <laughs> I can't handle. And honestly, I, I don't even know how to handle that you take care of and you hit on a good point the 20 officers or 22 officers, unlike other squads in the district, right? We're primarily, we've talked about this on other episodes where this district, 60, 65% have under five years on. So you're dealing with a lot of officers that have a lot of time on, time meaning years on the job, and they themselves have experience. So you have to balance, you know, you kind of have to gear your leadership towards their experiences. And let's be honest, sometimes that can be a challenge yes. or difficult. You know, but I think you do a phenomenal job. Thank um, you. As a parent, we've talked about this when you're not in the room. As a parent myself to an 11-year-old daughter, um, one of the things that if you want to get into or that I like is, is how active your career has been. You know, you really have shown, I know this to be true, you really have shown female officers here in this in this building that, you know, policing, there, there are some people that may think policing is only for one gender or one type of person. And it's not. It takes uh, everybody. You know, you we use that term. Uh, Gary Ferguson told me that street warrior, <laughs> you know, you got into and we're going to ask you some of the more dangerous situations that you handled as a woman and not only handled well, 
came out safe, made the arrest, but that led to, you know, being a role model for other people. And you and I have talked about it, one officer in particular kind of coming to you here in the district and asking advice. Mm -hmm. And as the captain, one of the things I see is a lot of the female officers that do come to you, it seems that their enthusiasm, their professionalism, their motivation is just increasing. So that's a big aspect of what you do. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I know, I know you probably recognize it, but you're so busy. You don't even have time, <laughs> time to get into that. Um, here's one, this leads in us to our next question. What's the hardest thing about trans transferring or go moving up from being a police officer where you're kind of worried about yourself, right guys? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you guys get in the car, you're worried. Yeah. About, Sergeant Johnson's worried about, about 23. What gonna do. Yeah. Where are we going to eat? I'm worried essentially, about Essentially we could get our actions as police officers, not only affect, I mean, they mainly affect us, but they also affect our supervision too. Sergeant Johnson could be at the desk and then me and Baltimore can go get into some dumb stuff. <laughs> and not only are we in trouble, but now she has to face disciplinary action before, because why were those two officers out doing dumb stuff? And for the record, I'm just saying they wouldn't do that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, this is all hypothetical <laughs> stuff. But Sarge, just seriously, from we all were e either the rank of a police officer or, or currently are, but that transition, like what was the hardest thing for you going from police officer to sergeant? What was the hardest aspect of that? Uh, res Not responsibility, but responsibility, because you're responsible for every, you're just responsible for every, basically everything and everybody. You could be in one place, your office is in another place, and as Officer Harris said, now you ask some questions. Well, I wasn't there, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm still your supervisor. So mm -hmm. what I do try to explain, you know, you have people sometimes that, you know, feel like, oh, she get on my nerves. She keeps saying, she keeps saying that. But as a supervisor and as a leader, my job is to keep my officers out of trouble and safe. So if that means I have to say something to you 20 times or just to, you know, kind of more or less just remind you of certain things, you know, I'm doing that because I want you to stay safe and I want you to, you know, be guided and do the right thing. So more or less it's just responsibility. I mean, you get, you grow, you get more mature. I've gotten a lot more mature. Um, you know, sometimes I may say, you know what? I have, you know, I'm mature now because I might have handled a situation a little bit different, you know, when I was, uh, you know, younger. But you get patience, you know, because I have to have a lot of patience. Uh, you know, I had some officers that been on the job when I was, my parents were still holding me in their arms. So, you know, it's just following a balance, more or less. And all my officers helped me find a balance. I, will, yeah. I have a question as a patrol that. officer, um, I guess from a leadership point of view. Uh, Sarge, what would you recommend a patrol officer to do to become a better leader or to prepare themselves to be better at leadership in that in your capacity? Ask questions. Um, you know, I know you two gentlemen are studying, but you get into, we're, we're in the why generation. So you have a lot of officers asking why instead of just, oh my God. just saying, you know, okay, yes, ma'am, <laughs> yes, sergeant. You know, it's always why, why, why? Why me? Yeah, and I've come from policing where, you know, the supervisor gave me an order or something to do. I didn't ask questions. You know, mm -hmm. was nothing ever illegal, but I never questioned why. You know, so I have mm -hmm. to remember, you know, I didn't come from why. But I always mm. say ask questions because if you don't know something, how are you going to learn? And if I don't know something to this day, I'm going to ask. You know, mm. and that's why it's always good to have mentors that you can depend on if you have questions. Because as even as a supervisor, we don't know everything. Mm. So our jobs is, you know, okay, I know this person may know this question, you know, and I trust this person. Let me ask them how, you know, 
how will I handle this? Or what's the question to this answer? So always ask questions. And that keeps you out of trouble a lot too, you know, mm -hmm. but it's just ask questions. I'm strong on that. If you don't know something, ask. If I don't know, I'll find your answer. I got a question. Coming from a mama's boy, I was a mama's boy. If my mom was a cop, how do your son feel about it? Uh, <laughs> I'm stern, but he knows it's out of love. I want him mm -hmm. to do the right thing. I want him to go on to succeed. And, you know, I try to be an example for my son. You know, I was a young parent. Uh, I had my son with my first semester of college. So okay. we kind of more or less, we grew up together. You okay. know, so I always try to keep that that mind frame that he's watching me at all times. Uh, it gets challenging. He's 17. He'll be 17 next month. You know, so he's, you know, thinking he's a grown man. But I have to sometimes tell him, you know, you know, mom, don't forget it. But overall, you know, growing up together, he's taught me a lot and I've taught him a lot. But, you know, he joke his friends jokes around with them, but he know that I'm only one phone call away. So right. but okay. I got a good a good kid. I can't he's good, you know, and I think that that sternness and then my mom's a cop mm -hmm. kind of that doesn't float out his doesn't float out his head. He knows better, right? Yeah, he, he, knows knows better. he knows better. I can give him a look. Just that look. And... I think that was a good question. You hit on you hit on a point I want to hit at, um, Sarge, is that you know, one of the things that we struggle with, and I talk to you guys more than anybody, all three of you, than anybody really in the district, and it it, it does. It upsets me, it keeps me up at night, is the young people that we deal with that are making choices that affect their lives forever or other people's lives forever. And one of the things I've seen you, Sarge, <clears throat> excuse me, do is bring the, you know, a, a parenting angle to some of these children, mm -hmm. you know. Um, would you mind talking about that a little bit? Because I guess what I'm asking is the, you know, the policing enforcement angle, but but also parenting. You know, I can see that some of them are our most hardened people whether they're young people, middle-aged, older, whatever, you, you kind of bring like a, a, a generally caring attitude to them. Is that just you? Is that because you're a parent? Is that how part of how you were raised? I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to let you answer that. I was always raised, it goes into how I was raised. I was always raised to treat people the way I want to be treated, treat people fairly and treat people if, if that was my family members dealing with police officers. But when it comes to children, especially the young males around my son's age, you know, it's touching because, you know, a lot of kids today don't have the guidance. They don't have parents. They don't have anyone to just sit down and talk to them. So, I've, you know, some kids out here that they'll see, hey, Sergeant Johnson, I'll get out the car if I'm on the street and I'll talk to him. You know, is there anything you need? Uh, I was right when I was riding on 52nd Street a couple weeks ago, one of the kids. And he's, you know, he seemed like he's going the right back to the right direction, but he hangs with the wrong crowd. He was at one of the kids from Sarah. Mm -hmm. So he knows me. He knows anytime I see him, I'm going to get out the car. I'm going to talk to you. And I saw him at the gas station. So I said, you know, what y'all are here doing? And he said, honestly, he said, I'm trying to get some money to uh, get something to eat. I said, come on. And I, I said, I'll meet y'all over at the store. And I just told him, I said, get something to eat. Get what you want, and I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. You know, and he was just like, you know, I ain't never seen no cop do that for me. And, you know, I just said that if you're hungry, I got you. I said, but you know I'm watching you if you're not doing the right thing. So, you know, I heard one of his friends, you know, say it. Not this way, but was just like, you know, she cool as cool is cool, you know, right. and I just said, you know, at the end of the day, I said, we all, we're all humans outside of this uniform, but, you know, I do try to talk talk, talk to the young men, especially, you know, any age, but especially in my uh, son's age bracket, because you just see so many males, you know, over, over here in our uh, juvenile cell, and, and, you know, it bothers me. And it is, it, it's sad, and I think it's so many young people, you know, and, and we're realistic about 
you know, how many we can get to. We try to get to everybody, but I, what I see is the captain, not just with Bachman and Harris, but you is your, your passion and energy for each young person that comes through here or that we engage with, <clears throat> excuse me, or that we talk to at the schools. Um, you know, I have to mention like all these programs that you see on our social media, the Twitter and the Instagram and, you know, the, the school programs and the karaoke with the cop stuff and, you know, a lot of the elderly things that we do, you know, all the logistics were set up with Sergeant Johnson. You know, Officer Bachman and Harris do a lot of the legwork, but it's your leadership. You know, most of the time, if not all the time, you guys just kind of come to me and say, hey, listen, on Tuesday, we're doing this. Like, all right, I'll be there. You know what I mean? But you guys are the ones behind the scene really making this happen. And it really goes into the next question, which is, you know, what is the best part about being a sergeant other than working for Captain Gillespie. And that's Captain Gillespie from the 18th District. No, I'm just kidding. But what, what really is, because, you know, one of the things when I was a sergeant, you know, looking back, I was a sergeant for about two and a half, three years. You know, I got caught up so much in the moment of, you know, I got to get this done or I got to do that or I have to fix this problem or go to this crime scene that I never really, looking back, took the time to enjoy that rank mm -hmm. as much as I wish I did. So, um Hopefully you do have something that's good about being a sergeant. And, and if you could, just talk about that. Helping people. I love to help people. Uh, I don't, it could be just an officer having a bad day. And I'll just say, come on, let's walk out in the lot. Uh, you need to talk. Let's, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it makes them feel a lot better. Because I feel like if someone shows that they legitimately care, it just, the whole atmosphere is just more positive. <laughs> you know, I, you know, in my career, I had sergeants that just be like, you know, yeah. you know, don't edge, don't show no kind of interest. And, you know, and I was like, if I ever become a supervisor, that's one thing I would never do is brush my officers off or not even show that I care, you know? If it's something I can't help them with, listen, let me guide you to the right person or the right direction, but I would never let my officer just walk off and not know, and, and in my heart, not knowing that I didn't help them, you know? So mine's is just, my, my biggest thing is, and, and I love it, is just to help people, you know? I know I might get on people's nerves sometimes. I'm not going to get on nerves It's part of the job. It's part of the job. But at the, the end of the day, it's all, it's, all, it's all out of love, sincerely, you know? And Officer Bachman and Harris, I know I'll probably draw you off the wall sometimes. Like when I close you close that door, you'll probably, you know, but, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's all love. And as younger officers, I want y'all to succeed and, and do well. So, you know, always, if you can ever take anything from me, please take it from me and, you know, progress in your career. And I think that kind of, did you have something to say? Yeah, Jen? I think that um, this is the first position. I feel like I had a mother more than a sergeant. Because usually a sergeant, you're not connected with your sergeants or your captain mm -hmm. in other in line squad. So what am I then? So, <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm just a white dude in the country. <laughs> I didn't get there yet. I didn't get there yet. Oh, man. Yo, I'm the one that pays this man, by the way. <laughs> I didn't get there yet. I, this is her part, all right? So, all right, yeah, so we like we were all kind of like the three. I'm then for this. We go to the captain. He's like, all right. He's like, the, he has a grand scheme of everything. Listen, this is how it's going to go. So it's like I never had that connection before. As in, like in line patrol, you come in, and it's like this is your assignment. But here was like the day continues. Like I come in Monday, we're doing this. Tuesday, it's continued from Monday. Yeah, and it's overlap. Yeah, it's an overlap, and I never really experienced the overlap before. It's just been like okay, every day was different. Yeah. Like you I didn't see know. the sergeant only when you know when I need him. When you need him, <laughs> or at roll call. Roll, you see him roll call no. when you need him, and so when it's time to report off, that's pretty much. I never met my captain. I never had a conversation with my <laughs> old captain. 
And well, I said nothing to no well, shit. Yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. just stick with yeah. You know what's what's going on here. I really do. Yeah. I, I'm glad that I hear these things because yeah. you know my office is right next door to Sergeant Johnson. So you know I know how. And it goes both ways, right? The reason why you see us so much is because you two are so involved. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, you know, you two were picked for these positions when we got here because the sergeant saw something mm-hmm. in you for you guys to be involved because you generally care. We hit this on other episodes, right? Yeah. Grew up in the area, you know, vested interest in, in this area, generally care about people. And it's a lot of the qualities that you talked about, Sarge. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin, you have mm-hmm. anything you want to say on that angle? Um... I can, I can go back to the, the sergeant part. And uh, I guess having a sergeant that you know cares produces, I guess, better subordinates. Mm-hmm. Like, the better of a, a supervisor you are, the more quality your subordinates will be. Because we've both had sergeants where it was like, this person wanted this, this, and this. But it was like, you know, there was no, like, why? I know, you know, you just talked about the, the why now people. We... We are that wide generation, so it's like, why he wants to do all this stuff, or why he or she wants to do this, but what are we getting from it? You know what I mean? Is like, he coming what? up when I was a kid? I was, never, I was never allowed to ask the adult why. Uh-huh. You but know we never I mean? asked why. No, y'all never to... did. I'm just saying the generation now is yeah. the wide generation. Everything is why, 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 mm-hmm. so. But we bent, went back in our car and was like, like you know, what's... <laughs> and, and for the record, when... People ask me why. The answer is because I'm the captain. So that's just all. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, I think I, I, I want to end, and I want you guys to hit on this too, Sarge. You know, what I see, we talk about this all the time, right? You guys, we've had these conversations. The plan. What is your plan? You know, five years, 10 years, two years, Sarge. You know, um, I'm telling you now, the city of Philadelphia is going to see you in higher ranks, you know, we come from the same tree, right? The Gary Ferguson, yeah, you know, tree. You know, they say the coaching trees about where people branch out. You know, we had the same mentors and Gary Ferguson, who's going to be a guest, <clears throat> excuse me, on here um, in the future. But uh, Gary's a lieutenant in vice and really has yeah, helped both of us is, is, is the man. And I can see a lot of his teachings in you, but it starts with generally caring, mm-hmm. you know, and then with that, it's, you know, showing them how you care. So um, as the captain of the district, you know, we have 197 people assigned to this district. You know, I don't know the exact breakdown of male and female, but it's 197. Everybody overwhelmingly definitely respects you. I know the supervisors do. You get a lot of things done, you know. Um, You're a mentor to the younger officers. You know, I know that a lot of the females that are on this job in this district look up to you. I, I know that to be true. And I know a lot of the male officers as well. You know, as a father of a daughter, you know, you're the kind of person I want my daughter to see. Like, hey, listen, women can do anything. There's no no such thing as a male job or a female job. You know, it's just it's a job or a career. Yes. And and that's how I look at it. Um, I hope we you know, I hope we move on to different spots, but I hope we reconnect. And I know that we will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then. You guys are gonna be someone else's problem. All right, Mr. Or Harris. Gonna or gonna like, you know somebody how? gonna be our problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so uh-huh. that, that, that's my my thing. You know, you wanna you have any closing words or anything, Justin? Um, I guess since this whole thing is about, I guess our role is super. Just coming from a subordinate to uh, I guess supervisors, just take a second to like you know 
care for your subordinates. It doesn't take much. You can just ask them, hey, how was your day or how are you guys doing today? You know, let's go out there. Just bring some enthusiasm to this job because it's, it's the world is, you know, you are the, as a supervisor, you are the first thing we see mm-hmm. when we come to work. You pretty much control how our day goes. That's a good point. After this, mm-hmm. so if you come to roll call with negative energy, the rest of the day is pretty much shot. That's a good for point. Because yeah. we are already coming in to negativity. So just uh, even if you're having a hard day, I mean, just come in with enthusiasm, and I guarantee your cops will show the same enthusiasm throughout the day. Got anything? So. Um... As a police officer, I know we like to um, call for a supervisor often, but just use your other peers instead of bringing um, more and more things you probably can solve on your own to supervision. And um, I feel like they got a lot to deal with. So as a cop that used to ask a lot of questions, it's okay to ask questions, but use your peers too. And um, before you before you give, because supervisors deal with a lot coming in here. And I feel like as officers to be better, we can use each other. Let me say one last thing before we turn it over to Sergeant Johnson to close it out. And I want to piggyback off of what Justin said. We can have plans. We can have the strategies. We can have all kinds of things to how we're going to help police, whether it's enforcement or community relations. If we don't have the right attitude, it's it just we, we just flush it down the toilet. And Sarge, you know, I got a new dog, everybody. He keeps me up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. You know, maybe it's a stressful night. There's a lot of stuff going on here at work. Um, I come in, your attitude is always positive. Thank you. You know, and you get me out of a funk <laughs> a lot of times. I'm like, oh, all right, I got to let me close the door, take a second and come back out. Because you're right, Justin, if, if our attitude as supervisors is not on point and positive, it's a trickle down effect and no strategy that we have because it ultimately comes down to making this the neighborhood safer for, for the people to live in it. You know, so Sarge, thank you, thank you, thank you for your, your positive energy, your leadership skills, everything that you do. Thank you. And, you know, and I'm just going to turn it over to you if you want to say a few more words before we close it out. Well, just piggybacking too off of uh, Officer Harris said, you know, about uh, supervisors and their attitudes. You know, I try to stay positive and just... Because at the end of the day, you guys are representing represent me and I represent you guys. So, you know, I try to always be positive. Everybody has their bad days. Don't get it twisted. You know, we're all human at the end of the day, but I always believe in, you know, and it comes from just honor, integrity, service, that patch we wear. But also, you know, you lead by uh, example. So if I if I come up with a nasty attitude, my officers, they may have a nasty attitude. If I come to work with a sloppy my office may say, okay, well, she's sloppy. Her uniform mm-hmm. is up to tech. So, you know, I try to lead by example, you know, and I always say my officers wouldn't do something that I wouldn't do, you know. So I just always try to just keep that positive attitude with everybody, you know, and just, it's, you know, at the end of the day, we have a very stressful or trying job. We live in, in the days and times where it's very stressful. But, you know, I just, you know, I depend on y'all, you know, and believe me, trust me, I do. And, you know, I always say, Bachman Harris, like, you know, if y'all on a different shift like today, I'm like, dang, they tore the eight today. But yeah. anytime I come to y'all, it's done. I don't have to come back. Did you do this? Did you do that? You know, so I do appreciate, you know, and I always tell y'all, I appreciate everything sincerely that y'all do for me because y'all really, uh, y'all got my back and y'all helped me out a lot, you know, so. But as a supervisor, it's fun. It's challenging. It's all the above. You learn, you know. My motto is, you know, keep it moving. So 
That's it. I might have a stressful day, but at the end of the day, you just got to keep them moving. So, you know, I'm going to keep on going and hopefully maybe one day you'll see me as Commissioner Johnson. Maybe not here in a different... Uh, hey, not, there not it is. All right. In a different uh, jurisdiction. You know, I got to... I got to... I got to plan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Y'all can come out, y'all can come out and visit I need a spot. parking spot by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for having me. This is cool. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all. And I'm always... Right, you know, yeah. I'm down the hallway if y'all ever need me to come back. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, sorry. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Cool.